church of Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Don't you love that? Preach it, Linus. Preaching the gospel. <laughs> you know, so so for so many of us, the true meaning of Christmas, uh, it just gets lost. It, it gets lost. It's become Santa and, and shopping and parties. And I don't want to spend a lot of time criticizing those things this morning because I don't think they're bad. None of it's bad. But we, we've seemed to, we seem to sometimes lose the, the true meaning of Christmas, what Christmas is all about. The deeper meaning of Christmas is that Jesus Christ came and was born in Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago. And it continues with the reality that we have eternal life through Jesus Christ. And that the truth that Jesus Christ lives in each one of us who know him as Lord and Savior. 700 years before the birth of Jesus, Isaiah prophesied that our Lord's birth would be a gift to all mankind. In Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23, it records the message the angel delivered to Joseph, which includes a direct quote from Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14, which says, The virgin will be with child and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. In John chapter 1, verse 14, we read, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who has come from the Father, full of grace and truth. His miraculous birth, his sinless life, his atoning death, his glorious resurrection, all points to the fact that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. You know, sometimes people question that, but all of, all of, all of history, all the prophecies of the Old Testament, all point to the fact that Jesus Christ truly was the Messiah. God became man and made his dwelling among us and ultimately gave his life for us. And he expresses himself, he shows himself to be with us now in the person of the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit of God with us to this day. In Matthew chapter 28 and verse 20, he promised, Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. When Jesus left, he didn't leave us alone. He said, I leave you with the Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. And surely I will be with you always, even to the very end of the age. Now, I don't know about you, but, you know, we think about Christmas and we think about all the things that are going on. But it, when I start thinking about God come to earth, I'm in awe of the reality that the, that the king of the universe, that the God of the universe, that the God of heaven would come down and dwell with us and be with us every single day. And not only every single day, but in every situation of life, everything that we face, everything that we're going through, God came to earth. 
and dwells with us every day. And he is in every circumstance of your life, no matter what you're going through. This God that we worship is with us. He's not some God somewhere out there. He didn't start it all and walk away and let it all just kind of happen. And he watches it from a distance. And what you're going through, he's not really interested in. He's extremely interested in every situation of your life. No matter who you are, what age you are, or what you're going through, our God cares about everything that we think, everything that we do, everything that we go through. And and he doesn't stop there. He doesn't stop there. He not only is with us, but he lives in us. I mean, we have the the resurrected Christ, the Spirit of God, living in us. Each one of us who know Christ. That is a promise. That God is with us, not just kind of hanging around out there somewhere, that he lives in us. Colossians 1.27 puts it this way. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of his mystery, that is, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And in Galatians chapter 4, verses 4-7, through 7, it says, But when the time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive the full rights as sons, because you are sons. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. So we are sons and daughters of the Most High. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. When Jesus came to earth, and made his dwelling among us. So many things happened. So many things theologically or biblically happened. You get adopted into God's family. You're not only a son. You're not only sons and daughters now. But you're a joint heir with Christ. You receive all the blessing that God has to offer. Think, 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 of, all, think of the wonder of it all. God living in our hearts. God living in our hearts. Bringing us love and joy and peace. We talk about the peace of Christmas. God living in our hearts, giving us peace and purpose and meaning and comfort and contentment and strength when we need it and direction when we need it and hope when we need it and healing when we need it. God brings all those things and fellowship when when we truly need it. Our God is with us, with us. I mean, it's just incredible to think about that. Christmas, Christmas seems to have lost, and I'm, I'm not going to be bashing on Christmas all morning. I really am not. But Christmas seems to have lost a little bit of meaning in our day. It seems to have lost a little bit of what it truly means to, to celebrate Christ. It, it comes and goes so fast that we don't have a chance to think about it. I mean, you, you know, all of a sudden it's, it's like, you know, uh, October, and next thing you know, bam, it's Thanksgiving. Next thing, boom, it's Christmas, and you're wondering, where did it all go? I think we all feel that way. It's just so hustle and bustle and run, 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 and go, 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 and all things that need to happen. You wake up on December 26th, and you're like, wait a second, what, what, what just went on? You don't even have time to think about it. So this morning, if just, for, if just for a few minutes, I want us to focus, I want us to stop and think about Christmas. I want us to think about the true meaning of Christmas. And I want us to celebrate all the things that you normally celebrate, all your traditions. I want us to see Christ in all those things. In AD 353, when Pope Julius I declared that December, because Jesus, 
you know, really wasn't born in December, most likely. But when he declared December uh, 25th to be the celebrating time for Jesus' birth, who would have thought that it would become what it, and that's not a criticism, uh, that's actually a pretty amazing thing. Who would have thought that it would become what it is today? I mean, that celebration would be as big and elaborate as it is today. Now, we can criticize some of the things that come with it, all the materialism, whatever. But who would have thought that all for the, even the good things that would be what it is today? It was, it, was professor, it was Professor Charles Follin who put the first candles, uh, put candles on the Christmas tree uh, back in 1832. He was the first one to put candles on the tree in 1832. You know, decorating the tree. Who would have thought, okay, who would have thought in America, and the tree in America, that's America's, if you're a historian here, you go, wait a second, the tree goes back to 15, I know, I know. I'm just talking about the, the, here in America, the candles on the tree, and he decorated that tree. Who would have thought of all the elaborate decorations that would have taken place after that? I mean, as far as we've taken it, again, how many people like to drive around and look at lights at Christmas time? Anybody like us? See, I thought we were the only nutcases who drove around all the neighborhoods and looked at lights. Some people really get into it. I love going to those places. They actually had to stop people from doing it because it takes a, makes a traffic jam in people's neighborhoods and everything. I can't believe they're electric, Bill, but I love to see it. Just driving around and seeing all those lights. Everything lit up. It's incredibly amazing. Well, it's been a long time since 1832, and it's been even a longer time since 353, and even longer since, still since the dark night that was brightened by that special star, that unique and special star that brightened the night, a night that saw the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is the King of kings and Lord of lords, the Bible says, our Messiah. It's been a long time since that night. And we come, we come now to approaching another December 25th, but instead of business as usual, instead of it being, it's just really, this is for us as a church. I mean, I, we wanted, my, my wife and I, and actually the whole staff have been talking about this. You know, we wanted to preach, I wanted to preach an early Christmas sermon because I didn't want to get into, like, get into it all and then kind of come around later on and say, well, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what we're thinking as a church. You know, here comes another December 25th, and we have some time to kind of do things a little different. And that's what I'd like us to do, do things a little different. So we're approaching another December 25th, and instead of business as usual, we have a chance to just pause. And in the midst of all the shopping and, and all the running and all the stress that's, which surrounds Christmas today, to, to, to just consider again the event of Christmas and the birth of the one in whom we celebrate. We have a chance to do that. We're still in November, as far as I know, okay? We're still in November. We have a chance to just take a pause, step back and pause, and to think about the birth of Jesus Christ, and to celebrate the one who, we, who, had, who came that time, to, over 2,000 years ago, was born for us, to save us, from our sin. In 2 Corinthians 4, 6, it says, For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the, faith, in the face of Jesus Christ. The light, the light is so significant. I want, I, I want you to capture each of the moments, all the traditions that you have. I'd like you to, this, this Christmas season, to capture all those traditions and all those moments and keep them focused on Jesus Christ. 
Whenever you see, whatever you celebrate, keep the focus on Jesus Christ. You don't have to do away with all those things and say, oh, those traditions, they're taking my eyes off of Christ. Let them put your eyes onto Christ, the light of the world. On a dark winter's night in 1864, in Petersburg, Virginia, the Confederate, ar the Confederate Army, led by Ulysses S. Grant, I'm sorry, it was uh, Robert E. Lee, was going up against the Union Army of Ulysses S. Grant. So there, there they are. It's three and a half years into this war. And the glory, the glory of this war in the minds and hearts of those in the war had, had given way to a cold, muddy trench battle. They were entrenched in mud, and the battle was going on and on and on. And one, one late one evening, one of Lee's generals, Major General George Pickett, received a, a note that his wife had given birth to a baby boy. And, and in celebration, the Southern Army in celebration lit huge fires all the way down their lines as they were lined up against each other for battle. They lit huge fires to celebrate the birth of his son. The northern camp, they noticed all that was going on. They see these huge fires and they're wondering, what on earth, what, what's happening here? So General Grant sent some scouts to find out what was going on. And the scouts came back and said that it was because of Pickett's son being born. These were celebratory fires. They were celebrating the birth of his son. As fate would have it, Grant and Pickett went to went to West Point together. They were contemporaries at West Point, and they knew each other very, very well. So to honor the occasion, Grant, too, ordered that all the fire, they should light fires on the northern side. And so the northern lines lit huge fires in celebration of the birth of Pickett's son. What a unique night it was. For miles on both side, sides, these huge fires were burning. Not a shot was fired. Not a shot was fired. It was only the light that was shown. Celebrating the birth of a son, there was only light. But the light didn't last very long. Soon, it would burn out. And again, once again, darkness took over. The darkness of night and the darkness of war. The good news of Christmas the good news of Christmas is that in the midst of great darkness, in the midst of all this darkness, there came an incredible light. There came a great light. In the midst of everything that goes on in our world, that was going on in our world, there came a great light. And the darkness, my friends, was not able to overcome the light. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a temporary flicker in history. It wasn't a fire that started and that burned out. It was an everlasting flame. An everlasting flame. We need to remember that. We need to remember that, that, that the light that we worship, Jesus Christ, is an everlasting flame. He is with us to the very end of the age and will be with us for eternity. We need to remember that. Because there are times in the events of the world and in the events of our personal lives that we feel like the, 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 the light in our lives are kind of going out. They're being extinguished. We, 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 we feel like darkness is, is, seems to overtake us and we don't know what to do. But the Christmas story affirms that what, that what happened that night 
that light that shines will shine forever. It still shines today. In the midst of all that's going on in our lives, all that's going on around us, that light continues to shine. Regardless if, if you've lost your job this year, regardless if you've lost someone you love, or you're struggling in some area of your life, whatever it is for you, that light still shines. That light is there to guide us, to direct us, to give us joy and hope that our God is with us and will never leave us, will never forsake us. That light continues to shine. Christmas is a great time to stop and reflect on the reason that Jesus Christ came, to remind each other as believers why it is that we're following after our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's a great time to remind yourself to understand and to remind each other what it means to be followers of Christ. You know, we all think if we were there on that first, on that first night that Jesus was born, that, that first Christmas night, if you will, that if we were there, we would have seen, we would have, we would have taken notice of what was going on. We would, have, we would have taken notice, we would have stepped back, we would have understood what was happening and we would have taken on, just like the, the, the wise men, we would have taken the time to stop and to worship him. We like to think, I think many of us like to think that if we were there, that's what would have happened. But do you know that's true? But would we really do that? There's one way to know. Ask yourself. And I'm not trying to, again, I'm not trying to pick on anyone, but just think about this as we go into this, we really go into the Christmas season. It, it's already started, okay? We, it, it's already upon us. It was in October when everything started going up. It's already upon us. So when you, when you notice, what have you noticed and seen this Christmas season so far? In your own heart and mind, what have you noticed and what have you seen so far this Christmas season? When you watch the, the news, do you see only, uh, you know, only you know, mischief and, and, and meaningless chaos? Or do you see sheep, lost sheep without a shepherd? As you look around and you, you watch these things, when, when you went out to sh shopping on Black Friday and you took that time, did you see just crowds of people in the stores and, and great deals? Or did you notice on the, the faces of those who are around you the, the, the stress and the worry that is going on in their lives? Stress and worry because this Christmas, that maybe they're without a job or they're without, they're without a paycheck. And they're concerned that they're not going to be able to keep up with all the expectations that this Christmas season brings. For those of you who are younger here this morning, Christmas brings a lot of expectations on the adults in your house. I want this, and I want this, and I want this, and I want that, and I want this. I watch commercials with my son, Josh. Josh, this time of year, says, oh, no, no, Dad, don't turn the commercials. Because we, we, can, we can fast forward. I, don't, I, I like to watch, like, tape things and fast forward it and throw, waste my time. Josh wants to watch the commercials. And I just look at, I look at Deb sometimes, I watch, because at the end he'll go, oh, I want that. That looks good. Yeah, I want that one. And there, he's got a list probably. We don't make the list, but he's got a list of like a, like a thousand things, everything that comes on. I want this. I want this. I want this. I want that. He's little. So he sees something. He thinks it's cool. He knows Christmas is coming. He says, can my birthday be a little closer to Christmas too, right after Christmas? Because he wants to get things for Christmas and right after because he has so many things on his list. There's a lot of expectations that, that we have in our homes for Christmas. And the worry and the stress on people's faces is the fact that they may not have a job this Christmas. They may, their pay may have been cut this Christmas. 
there's a lot of financial stress because I don't mean to remind you, but you know, the stock market took a dive there and there's a lot of money that is missing from an account when you used to have a little more, now you don't have as much. These are, I, I'm talking to the students here and the kids, but these are the stresses that are on the adults in your lives. It's Christmas. We should be celebrating the birth of Christ and instead we're worrying about all the expectations of the season. Did, did you hear only Christmas carols in the store in the background? Did you hear that? Is that all you heard? Or did you hear the silent cries of a person, the, the, that's a person who's really so lonely? You look around, have you seen any lonely people? A person who's really dreading Christmas because it just reminds them of their emptiness? There's a lot of people, you're thinking about family. Yeah, I'm going to get to go to people without families. People who are lonely. People don't have anywhere to go. We need to be thinking about those things. Because if we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ and the life of Jesus Christ, then we need to be celebrating and thinking about the things that mattered most to him. In the midst of all the sounds of the honking horns and uh, finding that, 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 that spot, you know what I mean? You had to find the right parking spot because it's bedlam out there. And, and you, that, that last hot toy in the midst of finding that hot toy and all the, the noise that goes with it and all the parking spaces. Did you give any thought this so far this Christmas? I, I'm talking to myself too, talking to myself. Have I given any thought, have you given any thought to those people around the world who are going to wake up on Christmas morning with absolutely nothing, not only no toys or whatever else, but maybe no food. Have we given some thought to that as believers in Jesus Christ? You know, if you've heard the cries of the lonely, if you saw sheep without a shepherd, if you thought about what you'd be willing to sacrifice to give to those who have nothing, then maybe, just maybe, you would have noticed you would have, when you were there, if you, if you were there, you would have noticed what we celebrate, that birth of Jesus Christ in Bethlehem. Maybe you would have noticed and you would have worshipped that night. But if you, if you don't see or hear with spiritual eyes or ears, then most likely you would have been a part of the majority present who saw or heard nothing but the faint cry of a baby. We need to kind of ask ourselves, you know, I, I want us to truly celebrate Christmas this year. I want us to be thinking now, not, not, I don't want to talk about this on Christmas Eve. I don't want, this shouldn't be a Christmas Eve service. I want us as a church, our church, to be thinking about this right now. I want us to celebrate what Christmas is all about. I want us to open our eyes and, and so we're not missing it all. I want us to open our ears and listen to his voice. I want us to celebrate every moment. Let's see Christ in everything. See, that's why I don't want you to throw out all your traditions. I don't, don't go, ever, don't stop shopping completely, all those kinds of things. But I want you to see Christ in everything, in everything that we do during this Christmas season. And every tradition we have of decorating the tree, when we see the lights, when we go driving and see the lights, let's celebrate the light of the world. When you plug your Christmas tree in for the first time and you, you know, turn it on, and let's, let's celebrate the light of the world. The beauty who came, the, the, the beauty of Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about physical beauty, just the beauty of our Savior and what he means to each of us. Let's celebrate every single moment. Let's focus all of our attention on him, regardless of what we're doing. Let's make this Christmas less about what we get and more about what we give. Let's run around less with strangers and sit around with more with those that we love. 
That's what we need to do. Let's, let's make our Christmas list, and I mean this for the younger ones too, why don't we make our Christmas list shorter and our service list longer? Let's make this Christmas one that we will never, never forget, bringing, you know, building, memories in, building memories with each other. Building up our memories instead of walls. Increasing, hey, increasing our joy instead of our debt. So that after Christmas, we're still celebrating. We're still celebrating. Let's increase our joy instead of our debt. I'm asking everyone to do this together. Children, I wanted the children here this morning. Students, parents, grandparents, let's do this all together. Less is more this Christmas. And whatever that means for you, no, I don't want any guilt here this morning. I I don't want anyone to feel guilty. I just think less is more. Less fighting, less stuff, less stress. Less is more this Christmas. Let's focus all of our attention on the true meaning of Christmas. Let's celebrate. Let's begin to start celebrating Christmas this morning, today. Let's truly celebrate Christmas. With the remainder of our time that we have this morning, I asked my wife, Debbie, to come and to share some of the, some of the, uh, some of the thoughts uh, that, that, uh, the thoughts that I've given you. I want her to come and, and, and share some of her thoughts on how we all, all of us in this church, can apply what I've been talking about this morning. Well, I want you to know, first of all, as a staff, that we've been praying for you as a church family, that we would be able to really focus on Christ this Christmas. We've been talking a lot about it and brainstorming how we can offer some programs and ministry opportunities that help us experience Christ together. So I'm just going to share a few ideas, some that you can do, and then some that we can experience together as a church family. Um, The first thing I have is this book called The Adventure of Christmas, and it's available at Wise Words. Um, Can you hold it? Sure. And Wise Words is right outside the door where our, our CDs are. Uh, What I love about it is it really just shares some ideas for all the symbols and traditions that we use to celebrate Christmas. It gives some history, some legend, but it gives us teachable moments. If you have young kids, it's a great book. It's $15 outside, and it just gives you some teachable moments really to to help you keep Christ at the center of your celebrating, whether it's the Christmas tree or Christmas cards, lights, candles, caroling, candy canes, just about anything. It gives you an object lesson or a little something you can do, and then also a teachable moment. Some things I'd like to share with you, um, some ideas. For keeping Christ at Christmas, first set aside time to read the Christmas story. I know that that's probably kind of rote, but sometimes we get really busy and we think about doing that Christmas Eve or Christmas morning, and then it rolls around and we kind of forget. But I'd like to encourage you to set aside a special time and maybe make that a tradition in your family. Um, encourage giving maybe a surprise gift of service to members of your family. You could do it for everybody. You could maybe trade names, but just a gift of service. Um, send Christmas cards with a spiritual message. Include a nativity in your Christmas decorations. I know sometimes that gets overlooked for some families as well. And if you have young kids, I just encourage you to maybe get a second one that they can play with. I think we've lost a few pieces because Josh plays with his all the time. But get a second one that they can play with and act out the story. Um, Make a grateful list, a book, a scrapbook, an album, something on your computer, anything. A verbal list. Maybe just sit around a couple days before Christmas and talk about the things you're grateful for this year. There's a lot of hardship this year, but there's so many things to be grateful for, and we really have to purpose that to make, um, to make that a priority and to focus on what we're grateful for. Set up an Advent candle and wreath and light the four weeks before Christmas. Send Christmas wishes to our missionaries. Our missionaries are pictured in the back over by our swap wall, but I'm sure they would love to hear from you. Attend a Christmas service with your family. Invite your friends and neighbors. 
Uh, we have uh, two options for that for you on December 13th, and everything is at 5.30 to make it nice and easy because you've got enough on your mind. But if you want to know when it is at Grace Chapel in December, the answer is beautiful. There you go. We have a Christmas program December 13th at 5.30 and then, our, of course, our Christmas Eve service. But invite your, invite your friends and neighbors to join you. Um, go caroling or deliver cards at a nursing home or a children's hospital. I, on, on December 15th, on Tuesday, we're going to be meeting at beautiful at Chesterwood <laughs> Village on Tylersville. And we'd love to invite you to come with your family. Kim um, Barker, our daughter, has been running an impact group there for a couple years. Those residents so look forward to getting visited every week by those high school students. It's unbelievable. Josh goes with her every once in a while, and they just light up when they have, when they have visitors. And they are in a place where they don't get visited very often. So we're going to be going together. We'll meet there at Chesterwood on Tylersville and just carol for a little while and just brighten their day. Um, serve together as a family, and we have some options for you here as well. Um, on December 5th, the junior high is going to the inner city. And if you have any questions about that, they're going to be doing an outreach during the day. You can ask Mark Erton, and he'd be happy to give you the details. And then also on December 23rd, we have a packing party. On Christmas Eve morning, we have some folks going down to the inner city to do an outreach in some dangerous area. Um, so we are, they're going to be bringing sandwiches and a Bible. If you would like to contribute to the Bibles, there's a box back there by the swap ball. But we'd love to have you come out as a family and just make sandwiches. And then they'll be delivering them next thing in the morning, Christmas Eve morning. And that, again, is at 530 on the 23rd. Um, ladies, invite your friends and neighbors to the ornament exchange. We're going to be sharing a lot more ideas for you just to keep Christ in Christmas on that day as well. That's next Monday on the 7th. And then visit the swap ball as a family. If you can turn around and look back there, it's a little bit different right now, but we have um, all of the swap minis on the swap ball. And then, again, there's three boxes in the back where you can contribute to the food pantry, to this inner city outreach, or to families in our church. We have some church families in need that are just going through some financial difficulties. If you'd like to contribute to that, that would be great as well. I'd love to encourage you as a family to figure out something that you would like to do. And especially for students and kids, maybe you want to find something on your list that you want to cross off this year that you can hold off for and that you could swap so that you could provide something for somebody back there. And that's even for our youngest kids. I'd love to encourage you. There's things for just dollar. Really, you know, a dollar, really small amount. So I'd love for you to be able to do that as a family. Thanks. Thanks, Deb. Yeah, give her a hand. The real brains behind the church. There she is. Um, we, we as a staff just wanted to take this time. Uh, and, you know, we, we thought about this. We were talking about it in staff meeting. Um, Christmas comes, I mean, they all run into each other, right? It's almost like you can't remember, well, was that 1996 and 97, 98, 99? It didn't really. It, they all run into each other. Let's, let's make this Christmas stand out. And not because, you, oh, you see what I got. But what you were able to give. What you're able to do as a family. Start some new traditions like Deb was sharing. Do some things together so that this Christmas truly stands out in your mind. 2009 is going to be a Christmas that really, really stands out in your mind. Your kids will be talking about it for the rest of their They'll be saying, remember that 2000? Remember 2009? That was, that was the beginning of when Christmas really became Christmas. You know, 2009 will be the time where we, we really think back and say, wow, we focused our attention on Jesus Christ, the true meaning of Christmas, and what an impact we had in our, on our families, first on our own families and our church as a whole, the revival that we're seeing in our church. Do you know in the last three weeks, 43 people have asked Jesus Christ to come into their lives at Grace Chapel? 
43 people. I'm going to tell you something. Amen to that. Amen. And here's what's great. This Christmas will take on incredible, a new meaning for those people. For all those people who ask Christ into their lives, their focus will be different. It'll take on new meaning. So with this, with this revival that we see happening in our church, I'd like to really keep it going, especially through this Christmas season. Reaching out to our friends and neighbors, Deb was saying, maybe come up with something, a way that you can serve someone in your family. Or maybe it's someone very, very close to you, maybe a neighbor. Someone you'd say, you know what, we're going to serve our neighbor in this way. Surprise them, shock them. Okay, this Christmas season. Show them the true meaning of Christmas. A different Christmas. That's what we want. A different Christmas. One that lifts up Jesus Christ and makes him the focal point of everything in our lives during this season. Okay, do we have the, do we have the clip? I have one more clip I want to show you because the students are here especially and adults like it too. But this clip really kind of lays out, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a theme for this morning. Why don't we do it? Let's close with this. Okay. 